Thank you for supporting Daily Tech Headlines directly. Now begins your ad-free episode. I'm Rich Straffolino. These are the tech headlines for the week that was. Friday afternoon, Twitter announced it has permanently suspended the personal account of President Donald Trump for violation of its glorification of violence policy. Twitter cited two tweets, one that said, American patriots will not be disrespected or treated unfairly in any way, shape, or form, and another that said the president would not be going to the inauguration on January 20th. Twitter said the posts were viewed in the context of how they were being received and interpreted on and off Twitter. None of the tweets from the account are accessible on Twitter. Twitter also restricted the president from creating new posts on the official U.S. president account at POTUS. Also this week, President Trump received indefinite suspensions to accounts on Facebook, Instagram, Twitch, and Snapchat. BuzzFeed reports that Apple warned social network Parler Friday that it is not effectively moderating and removing content that encourages illegal activity and poses a serious risk to the health and safety of users in direct violation of Parler's own terms of service. Parler chief executive John Mates said in a Parler post that Apple does not hold Twitter and Facebook to the same standard. Apple gave Parler 24 hours to take action or be removed from the App Store. Google says it was aware of posts on Parler that seek to incite ongoing violence in the U.S. and that to distribute an app through Google Play, we do require that apps implement robust moderation for egregious content. Google has suspended Parler's listing in the Play Store until it addresses these issues. SolarWinds has engaged the Krebs Stamos Security Consulting Group to help deal with the fallout from its supply chain attack. The firm was formed by Alex Stamos, former chief security officer at Yahoo and Facebook, and Chris Krebs, former director of the U.S. Cybersecurity and Infrastructure Security Agency. Krebs was fired last month by the president after finding no evidence of tampering with voting systems in the 2020 election. A group of over 200 Alphabet workers announced their intent to form the Alphabet Workers Union in cooperation with the Communication Workers of America. These workers committed to setting aside 1% of yearly compensation to union dues and will be open to regular employees and contractors. As of September 30th, 2020, Alphabet employed 132,121 people. The union will be chaired by Google software engineers Paru Cole and Chewy Shaw. In the New York Times op-ed announcing the intent to form the union, Cole and Shaw cited Google's contract with the Pentagon to use AI in Project Maven, the firing of AI researcher Timit Gebru, and forced arbitration for claims of sexual harassment as alphabet management ignoring the concerns of workers. A job listing for a software engineering role in Microsoft's Windows Core user experience team referred to a sweeping visual rejuvenation of the Windows experience to signal to our customers that Windows is back. Windows Central Sources said back in October that this UI change is codenamed Sun Valley and would update the Start Menu, File Explorer, and built-in apps to make the UI more consistent. Later in the week, Windows Central obtained a leaked version of a new Outlook app to replace the built-in Mail and Calendar apps on Windows 10, as well as the macOS client and the Outlook Web Access version, set for release in 2022. Codenamed Monarch and One Outlook, the app is designed for large-screen experiences and seems to be based on the current web version of Outlook. And Microsoft Senior Program Manager Brandon LeBlanc announced a new feature that would add an integrated feed of dynamic content, like news and weather, to the Windows 10 taskbar, available now on Windows Insider Builds in the dev channel. Qualcomm launched the Snapdragon 485G, its first budget chipset with an integrated X51 modem that supports millimeter wave and sub-6 gigahertz. Performance-wise, Qualcomm claims the 8 nanometer 480 should offer twice the CPU and GPU performance of the outgoing Snapdragon 460, with a 70% improvement in AI performance. The first phones to feature the Snapdragon 485G are expected later in Q1. 
The UK's Competition and Markets Authority launched an investigation into NVIDIA's planned $40 billion acquisition of ARM. The regulator will look at how the acquisition will impact competition in the UK and if it gives ARM incentive to withdraw, raise prices, or reduce the quality of its intellectual property licensing services to NVIDIA rivals. WhatsApp updated its terms of service and privacy policy to now say that information collected by WhatsApp can be used by other Facebook companies. WhatsApp introduced similar changes back in July, but provided users with an opt-out for sharing data with Facebook. The new policy goes into effect February 8th and is required to continue using WhatsApp services. Samsung announced the Galaxy Chromebook 2, a 13.3-inch 2-in-1 Chrome OS device sporting a QLED display that starts at $549. The base model offers a 10th-gen Intel Celeron processor, 4GB of RAM, and 64GB of storage. An i3-equipped version with 8GB of RAM and 128GB of storage starts at $699. Sony announced it will start selling modular displays as part of its Crystal LED line that can be used as digital movie sets. The newly announced B-series panels offer anti-reflective coatings and 1800 nits of brightness with support for high frame rates and 3D. Sony plans to release the panels this summer, but no pricing was announced. Roku announced it acquired Quibi Holdings LLC, which holds the rights to Quibi's content catalog of 75 original shows. All content will be available on the free, ad-supported Roku channel. Hyundai confirmed it's in early-stage talks with Apple about working together on developing an electric car. The Hyundai spokesperson said nothing has been decided, and Apple is in talks with other global automakers as well. And finally, Sony announced it will launch its own 360 reality audio speakers this spring. Two Wi-Fi-connected speakers will be released, which will use Sony's unique immersive audio enhancement algorithm with support for both Amazon and Google Voice Assistants. It's unclear if the design will be based on prototype speakers Sony has shown at previous CES events. Sony also plans to license 360 Reality Audio Tech to be used on phones, car speakers, and headphones. Remember, for more discussion of the tech news of the day, subscribe to Daily Tech News Show at dailytechnewsshow.com. And remember to rate and review Daily Tech Headlines wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening. We'll talk to you next time. And from all of us here at Daily Tech Headlines, remember, have a super sparkly day.